This is an AMI podcast. I'm Dave Brown, and this is a podcast version of AMI's Morning Show, now with Dave Brown. Catch the live broadcasts weekdays from 9 to 11 a.m. Eastern on AMI-audio and AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's the Now News Panel on AMI. I'm Dave Brown, joined by Michelle McQuig and Joy DeGupta. Let's drill into our next topic. Saskatchewan will be handing out $500 checks to residents this fall as the province finds itself with excess cash from rising oil and potash prices. Finance Minister Donna Harpower says high commodity prices have put Saskatchewan back in black after the province ran a deficit for the last seven years. I think it is a huge moment that it's not only balanced, but it's balanced so strongly. However, I will still be very concerned as I as I enter into the deliberations for the next budget, that we cannot assume that prices will stay this high. Like, we cannot get caught up in the volatility of resource revenues. In fact, the prices are already going down. Beyond the rebate, the government is also reversing its plan to add provincial sales tax to gym memberships and some recreational activities. That's a topic we talked about on this show. And there's also been some criticism of the policy. The Saskatchewan Teachers Federation says the tax credit checks could have been spent to help out the school system. The provincial NDP says the Saskatchewan party should have provided this relief months ago and is criticizing the government for sitting on billions of windfall revenues. It's worth noting Saskatchewan has hardly invented this idea. Alaska has it baked right into the structure of their government that they give residents a payment based on the cultivation of natural resources. Joanna, what do you make of giving residents a cash dividend from when resources boom? Oh, we need to unmute Joanna. Uh, It's a conservative policy, basically this idea that if there is a windfall, you should cut residents a check and hand them over $500 or $300, what have you, rather than reinvest that into social programs or even infrastructure projects. It's the kind of, I mean, my first reaction was, is there an election coming? Uh, There's not. There's not. I can say reaction. Um, but there is there there is not. Um, but again, it speaks to this idea that you know, if your income is a hundred thousand dollars, five hundred dollars is probably uh, a negligible amount to you. It's a drop in the bucket. It won't really make too much difference. And let's say you were really low income and you had an income of twelve thousand dollars, which is, could be true for someone on social assistance. I would wonder if that five hundred dollars is actually going to get clawed back. Uh, so it's it's. Um, It's a really blunt instrument. I don't think it's going to really help individual residents as much as pooling that, you know, the money and and applying it towards a social program, uh, towards some kind of infrastructure project so that the legacy can live on and benefit the public. Michelle, what do you think about the idea of giving residents a check when resources boom? I have to say I had the same reaction of saying, I wonder when the next Saskatchewan election is. And it turns out it's not for another couple of years. Um, Joey is right. It's it's basically chapter and verse from the conservative playbook. Um, I was a bit surprised to hear that the backlash did not focus much on potential health care spending. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, pushback on education it makes a certain amount of sense. I suspect there's at least some Saskatchewan residents and certainly a lot of political uh, types who would like to see the money spent more along those lines or more in terms of, of shoring up healthcare resources or other uh, you know, provincial programs. Um, Donna Harpower herself mentioned another potential use for this kind of money to protect against that rainy day and start developing that fund for when resources prices do come down again. Um, 
but I'm, I'm, I can't say I'm surprised by this move. It's very, very on brand for the Saskatchewan party, which is a conservative party. Um, it plays well politically. It will play very well to that specific base in Saskatchewan. And uh, I can't say I'm surprised by this maneuver particularly. 500 bucks, I will notice, is a bit more of a generous check than you're accustomed to seeing for this kind of thing. So it's a bit notable on those grounds. I, I think it's a fair idea, although I would argue that I would actually like to see something closer to the Alaskan model, which is sort of an annual dividend that you're going to get regardless of the commodity going up or down. It's if we're extracting resources from your state, you are going to get part of that windfall directly. But I do, I do agree, guys. I do agree with the criticism that sometimes there's some structural spending that is important here, right? We always talk about the state of education, healthcare in this country. And Michelle, you're right to identify that maybe my criticisms that I highlighted there were narrow. I pulled this from an article, them from an article that came out pretty much immediately after the announcement. So I'm sure yesterday uh, the Nurses Federation or the Doctors Federation probably came out and said, we want some of this pie as mm -hmm. well. And that's what leads me to my next question. Although these criticisms are super understandable and also relevant, it's also kind of predictable, isn't it, Michelle? Hmm. Oh, it, of course it is. Although I will say uh, that in a different province, the NDP's line would have probably been focused more on social program spending rather than urging the government to sh shell out this dividend months ago. Uh, so I found that a bit of an interesting window into the state of political discourse in Saskatchewan that mm. the opposition party has to frame things along those lines rather than in terms of what a lot of people would consider to be the traditional NDP playbook. Um, but yeah, you're right. There, there is not that much surprising about any element of this. Like I said, and Joita too, uh, this particular policy is a pretty uh, hallmark conservative one, very on brand for this party. And the opposition reaction has largely followed suit, I would say. Joita, I think you may have tipped your cards to the answer on this question <laughs> in your first answer. But although, again, the, the criticism is being very valid, also a little bit predictable. Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty predictable reaction. But again, we have to bear in mind that public agencies, we talk about healthcare or education, they don't have individual autonomy. Um, they exist, uh, obviously, for the public good. And so we, I think that the, the discourse which would sort of go, come down by it, this, the discourse that would sort of um, rear its head by saying, oh, you know, teachers just want higher salaries or nurses just want to be paid more. We have to really dispense with that kind of thinking and really think about reinvesting some of this money into social programs. So this push and pull, this tug of war between two, um, you know, is, is quite predictable in that we are essentially having an ideological debate. So, yeah, you're right. I kind of gave my answer away in the first question. But uh, but the, the point being, um, I would have even been happier to see other sort of targeted approaches. Um, you know, we haven't talked about the escalating price of food. I mean, they could have applied this towards some kind of a rebate on the price of food. Mm, Targeting mm. the rebate towards low income populations in an intelligent way might have also been uh, something to look at. I think the NDP did call for um, a diminishment, a diminishing the sales tax on clothing for children. So even like a targeted, uh, targeted uh, disbursement of this money might have had uh, better results rather than just cutting a check for everybody across the board. Speaking of retargeting, I have an idea. Not to dive too deep into economic theory here, but here's the broad question. Should paying off debt actually be a priority when a government runs a surplus? Maybe not the entire surplus going there, but perhaps 
part of it. In the short term and the long term, that means less payments servicing the debt annually, which means more money in the actual coffers of the government going to those social programs that we're talking about. Now, bear with me here. I'm going to try and keep the math really, really simple, but I want to put it in tangible numbers. Let's say you knock off a billion dollars of debt at, say, 2.5% annual interests. That means next year you're paying $25 million less in interest. And again, for the sake of simplicity, the population of Saskatchewan's 1.2 million people, let's just say a million residents of Saskatchewan are eligible for these checks. That's 500 million of the surplus. So under what I'm calling the Brown Deficit Proposal, you're still giving folks their $500 check, but using 500 million to lower interest payments to $12.5 million. And then 12.5 million that we can now reinvest in the system. I think that's a fair compromise. What do you think, Joita? I think you are onto something. And I'll give you an example that I think is quite relatable to people. It's like if you have a bit of extra money and you happen to have a mortgage, make a lump sum payment at the end of the year. That brings down your principal and the amount of interest you pay on your mortgage. It's the same idea. So while you can't, don't necessarily have to eliminate your debt, uh, it certainly is helpful if you can reduce the debt to GDP ratio and in, and reduce the amount of money that goes towards servicing the debt. So I would have been very happy to see some or even all of this money go towards paying off the debt with the caveat that actually um, Saskatchewan's debt to GDP ratio is towards the lower end mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. spectrum. They have to carry less debt compared to a lot of the other provinces or even the federal government. So just with that caveat in place, I'd have been quite happy to see some of that money go towards the debt. Yeah, my, my question obviously is not specific to Saskatchewan. I think this is something we even saw in the 90s under the Chrétien Martin Liberals. After a whole bunch of austerity, they started running surpluses and using that to pay down some of the debt in some of those surpluses. Michelle, what do you think of the Great Brown Compromise of 2022? The Great Brown Compromise has some very persuasive math behind it. That's all I'm willing to commit to because I this is not my area of strength. But boy, <laughs> would I love to see Dave Brown in a bear pit with other economic theorists to hash oh, stuff man. out. They, I think it's a very- they would maul me. They For would no, maul me. <laughs> I'd love to watch this. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I, I am pro Dave. We'll let the record show. <laughs> I am like deep Dave, but I, I do think it's a really interesting idea, and I would love to hear those with who are better informed on the subject than me uh, take a really good look at it. Yeah, there are some definite folks who live in the uh, new monetary policy line of thinking in, in economics who would tell me that I'm absolutely off base, and they would maul away at me and said bear pit. But we'd have a good time, guys. Thank you for this. You've been listening to Now with Dave Brown. Hit the subscribe button on any podcast platform and leave us a rating and a review. I'm Margaret Shepard of the AMI podcast, Tripping On Air. Every month, my co-host Alex Hajar and I spill the tea on what it's really like to live with MS. Watch Tripping On Air on YouTube or download wherever you get your pods.